Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for this episode 64 of Tangible Takeaways. My name is Reggie. I'm going to be talking about how, hey, in small groups is a place where church actually happens. And and I'm Carlos, and I'm going to be talking about how you find joy in your suffering. All that on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. ministry in case people don't know who you are go ahead tell people who you are what you do how long you've been on staff man Uh, i've been on staff going on three years now uh i am the student director over at the hesperia campus so that means i get to hang out with all the cool junior high and high school students yeah man blowing things up over there too bro like that youth group is growing it's super cool to see and super encouraging praise god um see what god's doing through you over there man so um just in case you guys don't know who i who i am and what i do uh once again i'm reggie i'm here at the victorville campus I'm hanging out with the students, uh, junior high and high school, as well as the official student director here at the Victorville campus. So, bro, we've, like I said, been in here for a minute. I've been here now for about four years or so. Right. Um, But we also worked at other places before this, and we're in this series called Joy. Yes. So, so me and you, we worked at a couple of different rent-to-own places, a couple of loan places, right, right. which is awesome to see what God has done through our stories. If you guys see us and you want to catch that story... We have no problem telling you the awesome thing that God has done through our lives to this certain circumstance that brought us to where we are today. Um, You specifically, I'm thinking about this whole series called Joy going through Philippians, which I've loved so far too, especially Todd um, this last weekend on what he was going over, man, with Paul and his suffering. Exactly. Uh, You used to have a sticky note, which is so funny (laughs) because this whole series is on the sticky notes of putting things places and, and remembering the joy. Um, tell me what you used to have and all the viewers as well. Like, what did you used to have at your desk? Right, on your right. No, that's, I totally forgot about that. It's yeah. funny you remember that. Yeah. Um, I, in, on, on my PC at the bottom of the desk, I wrote out the word joy, right? I put J O Y and that stood for Jesus, others, and you. And it was just a friendly reminder for me every right. day to kind of come into the office and remember, man, that God is the centerpiece that begins everything else. And through him, right, right. right that I could, uh, you know, focus on others, um, you know what I mean? And, and then put myself last, you know, because I wanted to serve others well. Yeah. And I wanted to have joy in those moments and remember that, you know, he is a provider of all those things. So yeah. that's exactly what I had. I felt like it was such a great reminder. I remember walking by your desk a few times seeing that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my boy Carlos, like, would represent because... Granted, this was not in a Christian environment where we were actually working. So it was just an awesome thing to actually realize, like, man, this is him stepping out, showing who he is, kind of showing his faith right. in a way. And I remember even our bosses coming along and being like, hey, so what is what is this? What does this mean? <laughs> right. And it was like an awesome way to actually, like, speak truth to, oh, yeah, this is, this is how I live. This is what joy is in my life, yeah. putting Jesus first, others second. And then myself. So I was like, me and you going to be hanging out here today. I want everyone to know, man, Carlos was doing this sticky note, sticky note joy thing for a while. So it was, it was pretty cool. That's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, man. So, hey, Todd was going through this um, passage in Philippians, right? Talking yeah. about joy. We're not, it's joy is grace mm-hmm. recognized, right? Yeah. And now the Holy Spirit gave Paul um, this assurance in this season of his suffering, walking through conflict, what that meant, and gave him like sufficient courage to do so. Even looking at that, even looking at so many things that me and you have walked through right. as friends, as brothers in Christ, man, 
um, seasons of life. Yeah. Uh, how have you seen, like in different seasons, that you had to step in, step forward, moments of struggle? Yeah. What are different things you've had to walk through and you saw God come through in those you things? You know, I mean, honestly, man, when I was, <clears throat> as I was listening to the message and kind of recapping what, what you know, Todd was talking, Pastor Todd was talking about, and, you know, I mean, obviously we look at Paul in this situation, and he, like he said, you know, he's, he's in prison, he's in jail, he's in chains, and he's in this right. situation that's like very heavy, right? And it's funny because like nowadays I probably am the worst at this because, you know, it, it's, when we talk about persecution, we talk about struggles or suffering, man, you know, it doesn't take much to get me suffering, right? Like I, <laughs> right, if I right, pull up right. to Starbucks and there's more than two people, I'm like, oh, the uh, suffering, right? The world is over. The this world's is over. Horrible. This is terrible, right? Or like, you know what I mean? Some of the gas price is going up a little bit. Oh, the world's <laughs> over. is terrible, right? Like, ridiculous. Really easy for me to feel that way, but I can specifically remember one instance in my life, or several actually, but the two biggest ones was I remember uh, in a season of, of life that, you know, I was in the middle of this idea of like, man, maybe I, I want to head into ministry, like God was yeah. like calling me, you know, mm -hmm. I volunteered with students, and I was like, man, am I going to really do this, and you know, is this something really for me, and you know, I was like, man, just wrestling in my spirit, and I remember just feeling like, man, God, just praying about it, uh, and then in the middle of this season, all of a sudden, I get a phone call from uh, the house, the people, the house I was renting, and the landlord said, hey, man, look, I'm sorry to tell you this, but in 60 days, man, we're, we're selling, we're moving. Bro. And we were completely unprepared. Like, we yeah, yeah. were not in that season of like, oh, we're going to buy a house. We, we didn't, you know, we weren't ready. We weren't sure what to do. And I can remember uh, uh, the last few weeks of just having this tension build in, in my spirit. And just, I was restless. I couldn't sleep. I just felt, God, how is, why is this yeah, all yeah. happening? Uh, I mean, we ended up in a one-bedroom apartment with all of our kids and animals. And it was Bro. just crazy. <laughs> Uh, in Jeez. that season and then thinking contemplating like hey starting school and man god how mm -hmm. how can good come from this right yeah yeah uh, and i can remember just uh, finding a sense of peace at a moment with my family we were having this dinner in this very small little living area uh and it was it was that god had stripped me away of all of my comfort right he had taken the home away nice he had taken yeah 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 uh, the, right the peace of just you know resting my head at night comfortably in my, yeah, yeah. my own place right it was like i was fully just submitted to him and i remember in a moment just crying out and asking God and just saying, man, God, listen, um, I need you to take this because in this season, in this moment, I don't see the other side. I don't see right, how right. I can. Uh, but in that moment, I remember just feeling like knowing that I needed to be as, as the spiritual leader in my home. Hey, look, I got to step right, out and right. tell my family, my wife, my kids, hey, this is going to be okay. Hey, we're yeah. going to be okay. Right, right. We're going to champion this, this vision of just knowing that God has us and that he's going to see us through it. You, of course, yeah, fast awesome. forward, you know, uh, six months later, you know, we moved into our house you know, yeah. uh, that we, we ended up buying and we still live in now. And um, I'll never forget the day that the, the realtor handed me the keys and I opened that oh, door. Bro. And it's like, God, you know, like, like, like Todd had said, you know, it's like the jailer opening the door, right? Like, I was like, oh, man, like, like, like how wonderful that was to turn around to my family and say, man, God provided. God provided that, for us in, in this moment, Yeah. Brought definitely. the joy way back. Yeah, man. It's so crazy to even think in circumstances like that, how you're like, I don't know how good's going to come out of this situation. But even like you said, like as, as a man, as a father, as a husband, like you're like, I need to make sure who I am in God so I can actually be who I need to be for my family in these circumstances. It was funny, like, just the comforts of talking about how God stripped away your comforts. It's so funny that in our society, I forgot who I heard this from, but it was something that stuck with me that, like, the most thing that we are addicted to mm. is our comfort. Absolutely. Like, that's the most common thing. Like, if, is this uncomfortable? Because if it is, then I, I'm definitely not going to do it. Right. Like, whatever is the most comfortable, easiest thing, that's what I actually want to strive towards right? right because we don't want to you know seek the past the path of least resistance sure. right but it's so funny that how in christ 
or how in struggles who we lean on yeah. is Christ. Like, and we wouldn't do so if we could do it on our own. Right. But like when we're stripped of those things, it's like how do we actually fully rely on Him because we know that we can't do it specifically, man. I <laughs> thinking of ministry as well and thinking of what it took to do that, knowing our past employments and what that looked like. Like I remember in your sense of knowing what it was like to, hey, I don't know where we're actually going to live. There was a specific situation where I knew being at our previous employments, knowing like, man, I know there's something so much more better that God has in store for my life. But I'm so addicted to the comfort of this job, knowing that I probably shouldn't be here. It's so funny because I just told my testimony like recently within our, uh, our group. And it was like, yeah, like I knew for a fact I shouldn't be there but I was too scared to step out mm. and leave. Mm. So it was like God saying like, oh, hey, great. So you don't want to leave this because you know I have other things in mind for you. I'm going to make sure that they just push you out. Right. So it was like, oh, right. oh, you're not going to quit? Okay, I'm going to make sure that they let you go then. Mm. And sitting in a position, not in the same sense like where are we going to live, but I was in the same sense like where where am I going to get our next, our next paycheck to provide for my family? Like there was a right. serious situation where me and my wife were like, I literally have no job right now. What does this actually look like? You know what, God, I'm going to fully rely on you yeah. on what I need to do, where I need to go, which specifically led to, oh, okay, what does this actually look like to go to be who God's called me to be? Because now that's all I have. Mm. Where do you want me to go, God? Where can you direct me in these circumstances? And it's just, Absolutely. I know that's why, man, me and you just even doing life together, realizing what that's like. Like we've seen God come through in so many different seasons yeah. where we knew all we could do was rely on God through our suffering, through our persecution, whatever that looked like, through being stripped away from the comforts that we would prefer. Sure. How do we fully rely on Christ in those circumstances, right? Absolutely. Um, Todd put this really cool uh, fill in the blank oh, yeah. this weekend, right? Yeah, so yeah. I want to ask you. So it was um, fill in this blank. Life is what? Right? Like like blank. Like yeah. what was it? Like what yeah. was it? Looking at that, I was I was watching that. And I was like, oh, man, what a great, what a great concept. Like, how would so many different people fill that in? So I want right. to ask you, I want to ask you, Los, how okay. would you fill in life Oof. is what? Well, I would say definitely as I reflected upon that, I can remember a season. And I'm, I'm going to go back to, of course, before, you know, God, if, if, if you were to say, man, life is blank. It was for me, it was easy. It was sports, man. Like, I lived nice. and died <laughs> every season, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, when my team was, like, at the beginning of the season, I was pumped, amped. Everything was, yeah, let's do it. We could do it. It's our year, you know, right? And you're like this, this, this. And then all of a sudden they would lose. And then the playoffs. <laughs> and then it's over. And then you're like, man. And so, like, I would live on that roller coaster of sports. I, that's just who I was. I right, identified right. as a super fan and, you know, love sports. And although I still love, enjoy sports, uh, I no longer ride that way, right? Now I can have more of a sense of like, hey, my team lost. It's all good. It's okay. And, uh, you know, but I would definitely would have. And now I look back and I just see God as, you know, taking uh, control of that emotional state because it it, Mm. it would cause me, like you said, you know, life is this. And it it, it wasn't a solid foundation. If it was my team won, it was a great day. If my team lost, Ah, it was a terrible day for my family, right? Uh, And, you know, (laughs) You're definitely emotional about sports. Yes. I I remember the first time uh, we had had a boxing match over, (laughs) what was it? Was it uh, uh, a... Manny Pacquiao fight. Yeah, right? Yeah, Yeah. bro. Come on, and (laughs) Carlos apologized in advance. He said, hey, man, um, just so you know, I, I get really amped. Yes. During sports events, bro. So I remember, and sure enough, dude was like, oh, I didn't know Carlos could get that loud. That was awesome, bro, because he's a pretty chill, mellow guy, bro. Yeah. So anyways, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. So that's what I said, you know, uh, you know that would have been my life, you know, uh, was sports, and I was passionate about it, you know, and it's what kept me, I guess you'd say, going, man. If, looking forward to the next season, the next right. event that was happening. Uh, and then, you know, God came in and then just, you know, 
now, you know, looking back, life is, you know, Christ. I, I can mm. resonate with Paul's words there uh, because he has fully taken control. And, and right, I, can, right. I can recognize now uh, the, the little habits that I used to have or this, these emotions that I would go through because of sports or because of what was going on around me. Uh, and, and now I can rec- I can I, I almost like just looking at that, that verse when Paul says, you know, uh, for, for me to live is Christ to die is gain. Die is gain it's yeah. almost like, you know, that mm-hmm. the, the purpose that God has provided for your life. And I didn't know that until I had finally surrendered my life to Christ. Nice. So, yeah. 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 That's awesome, man. I feel like looking at that for me. It's so funny if you're like, yeah, life is life is sports. I feel like anybody that would know me that say, um, life is Star Wars, like, <laughs> right, all day, right. every day, right? Like, and it's funny too because even I was looking at that, I was like, life is obviously. It seems like I would put Star Wars in there, right? But that's why everyone asked me, like, oh, you're a Star Wars fan? Yeah, of course I'm a Star Wars fan. This and that, like everyone knows I'm a Star Wars fan. Whatever, you know, you know this. Like, my firstborn son, his name is Anakin, right? Like, right. like we know this things. Like, no, Star Wars is a way of life. Like, and I was say, like, that's my turn. Like, yeah, Star Wars is a way of life. Like, I'm not just a fan. It's a way of life. Yeah, but Star Wars is not life. Right. Exactly. Like, I know for a fact, and I'm a huge fan, huge collector, sure. all these things. Like, knowing that too, especially knowing now, right. like you said, like, I know now who I was as a sports fan. Right. I know who I am now as a man of God. But yeah, I feel like, man, what is that? Life, life for me is not Star Wars. Life, Star Wars is a way of life, but life is purpose yeah and more specifically for me like life is purpose in christ like in the context of like the biggest thing you could do in life is do something that will outlive it right yeah so like man what did i do with the time that was given me like what is my purpose in life right specifically how can i actually live for christ like you said yeah. to live for christ and even todd said it in his, in his message right to live for christ and to die as gain or to die as profit, profit. right it was such a great oh man that's so great because we lived in we worked yeah, in yeah. businesses we're like man it's all about, about those profit, pnls man yeah. it's all about like profit and loss like what did you gain like mm-hmm. oh man like i work to live here and fulfill my purpose in christ right and then to die is to be present with him mm-hmm. in heaven like mm-hmm. oh man that's that's gain that's profit all day long right yep so he Todd also put in a funny thing talking about heaven, right? So he talked about how he, he was a youth pastor, which yep, is great because yep. I love, love you, Todd. Thanks for always throwing back to the youth pastor always, days because always. we're living those right now, me and Carlos. <laughs> um, and we've seen plenty of junior hires and even thinking of their thoughts. Right. If we were to be like, what do you want from heaven? I can only imagine how many uh, funny things I would get uh, oh, from yeah. that context. But like, let me ask you, let me ask you. What's up? Um, from, from that, what was your thoughts like of heaven growing up? Mm. Or, or or something in that context, like oh, a funny thought, like you know what? Um, when I go to heaven, I would love this or that or oh man, whatever. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's a great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so two things. The first thing I want to key on is that thank you, Todd, for your eternal Mountain Dew. Now, when he All said day, that, I tap. thought, whoa, what? They're right? Like, that's that's amazing. <laughs> if that is, if that happens in heaven, man, I'm, that's great. But uh, no, uh, honestly, like growing up, man, just having that idea of like you know saying, hey, look, you know, uh, what would heaven be like? I, I guess. I always resonated it with, uh, you know, doing being able to do fun things, right? Mm. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Like being the clouds or, you know, flying. Or, you know, I'm, ter- I'm a guy that's terrified <laughs> of The things of that you so can't do on Earth, like, oh, if heaven is this, But if heaven's great, then I can fly. I won't be scared of heights. Right, 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 right. I'll be able to go on really cool rides, you know, forever, you know? It'll be like Six Flags Heaven Edition, right? Like, I'll be up there, like, doing all that. But, you know, like, things like that. I probably would have resonated that definitely as a junior higher mm-hmm. uh and then even as an adult i, I love to it really challenged me this last message because uh there's if there's one thing that i really key on uh 
like it's it's peace, right? Mm. It's this this peace nice, that yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. always searching for now because of everything in the past. Like as you as you mature and you grow as a person, sometimes man, you you're just in this pursuit of like I just can't wait to get to heaven because I want peace. Right, right. But, nice. but what I was missing, what what Todd challenged, Pastor Todd challenged me on in this message, was that I needed to to kind of reframe that. And and I, I guess now what I would say I'd be seeking of heaven as an adult, uh, as a believer now, is that I, I I'm gonna have peace because of Christ, right? Right, because right, right. Because of Jesus, right. I'm going to have peace. And he is the focal point of that peace. Yeah. So I see that now as, awesome. as, as a challenging, you know, thing when, when he said, hey, we need to rephrase that as like, Jesus is the centerpiece. He's the reason that your pursuit of that peace is it. Man, if I get to him, you know, if I'm, I'm with him, then a product of that is going to be that peace, but it's because of him. Right, right. And I just thought that was like super in my heart, just like so encouraging to know like, man, God, thank you, Christ, thank you or doing what you did so that I could one day yeah, man. be there, right? No, it's such a great point too, man, because like the peace that we have because of Christ um, being there and the culmination of that. I remember thinking of this. This is actually something I remember from a while back when we were going over like a study on heaven in small group. Yeah. Nonetheless, like, a, like way back, talking about like, would you really want to go to heaven if Jesus wasn't there, mm. right? Like, and in that context, I know like Todd was even going through like, oh, like, yeah, I want to go to heaven because I can do this or I can have that or it'll be like this. But how many times is it because Jesus is going to be there? Like, like right. me growing up, I'm like, man, I want I want to have a baby dinosaur as a pet growing up. Like that, that was like <laughs> what I wanted, right? Yep, but like, yep, yep. I thought about this in the sense that I don't know if it's maybe having adult kids, I'm probably going to move out, probably go to school, whatever. But like this, like if you had an adult kid that you sent off to college right. and then like... Their mindset was like, oh, I'm at college, I'm not at home, I'm away, this is what's going to happen, but what is it going to look like for me to come back home? Right. Would it be as impactful to them to come back home if their family wasn't there? Like, mm. why would I come back to an empty house? Mm. My parents aren't here. Like, oh, that's home, this is where I belong. My family's not here, though, like, what's what's the point? Yeah. Like, like, in my mind, like, oh, man, what would that look like to actually... Wow. We're, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Like, sure. we are, we're destined for something greater, right? And because yeah. of Christ, we have the ability to now spend eternity with him in paradise. Like, would you really want to go to heaven if Jesus wasn't there? Like, would I really want to mm. go back home to where I grew up if my parents, like, weren't there to actually make that house a home, right? right? Oh, I'm just going to go back to an empty house. Like, no, man, like, bro, I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm going to actually see what that looks like to have everything, like the culmination of his ultimate fulfilled, perfect place, happiness, mm. peace, you know, no more tears, no more crying, no more sin, no more brokenness. Like, that's man, amazing. what does that look like, right? That's dope. That's awesome. So um, in this context, too, of you, sure. like, starting small groups, it's funny because yeah. me and you started in small groups together. Small like, groups, hey, yeah. Carlos, come <laughs> to the small group with us, man. You should probably come <laughs> hang out, come to HGC, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in, even in talking about small groups, because that was something I remember discussing about heaven in small groups, tell me about what it's been like. I know I've seen the impact of small groups oh, yeah. uh, personally in my life. But tell Absolutely. me about, like, for you, man, what does it look like for you being p part of a community, part of church. Um, Todd was even bringing it up, like what that looks like in pain and suffering, mm, that yeah. it, sometimes it's not even for the person in, that's going through that pain, through that right. suffering, but it's actually for the people around them to learn something because of that. Like, yeah. how have you seen just the importance of small groups play out in your life, even in circumstances, even through yeah. um, struggle, maybe? Even? I mean, I would circle right back to the, that season of life where I was in between, like I said, career moves, what do I do with my life, mm -hmm. in, in between homes, you know, not knowing where I was going to be. And if it wasn't for my small group, our small group, right? Yeah, that, yeah. It was like supportive and encouraging and just united in this struggle because, you know, 
we were the ones going through it, man. Just feeling the support and the love and, and, and uh, just the encouragement each and every week, man, just kept us persistent in knowing and trusting in God. And when you have, you know, had, had and to be honest with you, had we been alone, I don't know how well we would have handled that right, season, right? right? Uh, but then having everybody just kind of rally around us and say, hey, no, you guys are going to do this. And what about this? And what about that? And we can provide this and we'll help with that uh, was just so encouraging. And, and as a matter of yeah, fact, man. I think the, the first time I even shared it once we got our home was with our small group. Mm. And then on top of that, when I made the career move to say, hey, I'm going to go to school for for, for ministry, mm-hmm. even in that was, was hey, I'm going to let my small group know and yeah. so we can champion that, you know, and it was like, uh, it was such an incredible moment. And, and again, if, if somebody is not in a small group, I don't know why, because yeah. like I said, it is so encouraging to have people uh, to support you yeah, and just, yeah. just do life with you because man, you know, um, it, it's easy to get picked off when you're by yourself yeah. and, you know, and especially in, in, in this world that has fallen and, and full of fallen people, uh, it's so easy to lose hope and be discouraged. And I think right, you know, right. small groups saw me through that season of my life. And then even now, uh, currently during ministry, you right. know, reaching out to my small group and saying, Hey man, I need prayer. Hey guys, can we do this? You know, can we get together? Right. Right. Uh, has just been, uh, man, just incredible. Yeah, definitely, man. I know. I feel like I've missed, I've missed our small group context since yeah. we've been on summer break and things like that. So man, I'm really looking forward to coming back yep. and, um, doing life, man, with our small group and stuff like that. So, I mean, for, Specifically, I remember when the first time I went to small group and I realized like in the context we've been getting connected way back when, before like different variations of small group, before yeah. you even entered small group and what that looked like, it was like, oh man, this is, this is actually where church happens. Mm. Like, like we go to church and we go to the building and we worship and we praise yeah. um, and we learn and we're fed. But it's like, oh, the community of church is that, oh, this is where, like, it was so funny because for years I had not been a part of a small group. Yeah. And I had no idea how beneficial it really was having that support system sure. around you, especially during times of trouble, especially yeah. during seasons of uncertainty, being able to even bounce concerns off to other people. And mm-hmm. like, we're struggling with this. We're thinking this. Like, what are you guys thinking? Having people to come alongside you. Like, if you guys are not in a small group, like, we're talking about tangible takeaways. Is there anything you take away from this? If whoever's watching, if you are not in a small group right now, small group season is upon us. Like I encourage you, highly encourage you guys, um, reach out to the church, get connected because it'd be so beneficial for you to realize what that looks like. Like Carlos said, to not do life alone, mm-hmm. um, but actually have a group of believers to come alongside you. I know I've heard this before too, even talking about like pain and suffering, like for all of us, we all go through seasons mm-hmm. of pain and suffering. And the truth is like, if you... If you're not in a situation of struggle or a situation of tribulation right now, the chances are you will be soon. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a whole circle. Like, you're either struggling or you're not. Or yeah. you soon will be. Or you, like, <laughs> right. it goes. It's, but the whole thing is, like, what does that look like? Understanding that, knowing that that's to come, but having the right support system around you yeah. to carry you through those seasons. And what does it look like for you to be there for others to carry them through okay. those seasons as well, man? So... Yeah, Carlos, man, thank you so much for hanging out with me, bro. Thank you so much for jumping in. Love you, man. And uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Jackson will be back very soon. We miss that dude. So, yeah, have a good one, guys. Thanks. Thanks.